0: Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank You for Your great faithfulness to us. Great is Your faithfulness. When we are unfaithful, You remain faithful. We thank You for Your grace and Your mercy. We thank You for the blessed Holy Spirit of God who moves among us as we sing praise to Your name and lift Your name. Lord Jesus Christ, You alone are worthy of our praise. We'll never forget. Great is Your faithfulness. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, Amen. Well, God bless you this morning. Good morning. Good to see all of you. I'm Pastor Mike. If you're a guest, we're honored to have you. And we continue on looking at some very important truths in the Gospel of John. So I'd like for you to find your copy of God's Word. And we'll look today in John chapter 5. We'll begin to look in this wonderful, important chapter uh, that the Lord Jesus has a Uh, confrontation with uh, the Jewish leaders and what he says to them is very important for all of us today so if you haven't been with us before we're talking about what I call truths that last they are based on there are 25 times in the gospel of John where the Lord Jesus Christ uses this phrase truly truly I say to you or amen amen I say to you And these words, Amen, Amen, they are words that mean certainty, with assurance, I tell you this, mark this down with assurance. So if our boys and girls are here this morning, remember boys and girls, the word Amen means I agree, it's assured. That's why we say it at the end of our prayers, in Jesus' name, Amen, so be it. But you see, the Lord said it before He said something to remind us of the very important truths that He is sharing. We've looked at a number of places already in God's Word, and so we'll be walking through in these days these words of the Lord Jesus Christ. There are two things in the Gospel of John uh, that are repeated over and over. They are woven together. It is a magnificent Gospel under the inspiration of God. We discover by the help of the Holy Spirit some amazing things. First of all, John will reveal for us seven signs of Jesus Christ our Lord uh, that demonstrate that He is the Son of God. Seven different signs, seven different miracles. And he puts them all through the gospel as we come to them. I'll try to point them out. But my primary focus with us in these days is to focus on all the various things that the Lord Jesus has to say. Because it is in his words that we are saved. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So my responsibility in this 21st century as I stand before you is to bring you back to the only words that really matter. The only words that can save you from hell and lead you to heaven. And they are the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. I don't want to get on it, but I want to say to you again, so you came in here today, now we're comfortable uh, we can open the Word of God and for the first time, perhaps this week for you, you have a few minutes of, dis- of, of uh, less distraction and you can, listen, you can focus on what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has to say. Isn't that good? That's what we need. We need more time listening to what the Lord has to say to us than all these others in our lives, including ourselves and all of our talking. So the uh, previous words of the Lord Jesus that are trues that last, let's look at them in review. John chapter 1, verse number 51. The last words of the Lord Jesus in chapter 1 as He was calling His disciples, His first disciples. He says, "...Truly, truly, I say to you..." He's talking to His disciples. "...You will see the heavens opened..." And the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. And they did. They saw throughout the entire ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ, the angels of God, moving through and assisting and working with God the Son as He worked on the earth to demonstrate the work and power of God and to declare salvation in His name. Then we looked at last week in detail at John chapter 3, where the Lord says three times, verse 3, John 3, 3, Truly, truly, I say to you, by the way, these words are for you now. These are the words of the Lord Jesus to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, who are hearing or reading these words, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse 5, Truly, truly, I say to you, Uh, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. Do not be amazed that I say to you, you must be born again. Verse 11. Now he begins to talk about reminding Nicodemus, this religious leader, of his testimony. What he says about himself. What he says about God is because He is the Son of God and has the authority to speak like this. And I'll talk more about this today. Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak of what we know and testify of what we've seen, and you do not accept our testimony. Please notice He says in verse 13, No one has ascended into heaven but He who descended from heaven, the Son of Man. Jesus Christ declares that what I am saying to you with My words are based on the fact that I am God in flesh. I have come from heaven and I am speaking these truths to you on earth so that you might understand who God is and so that you might come to be saved through the work of Jesus Christ. We saw also in John chapter 1, verse 18, no one has seen God at any time. The only begotten God who is in the bosom of the Father, this description of in the in the chest, in the arm, the, oh, the intimacy of God! You see, we worship as we sang today. We we worship our God. We call Him a Trinity: Father, Son, Spirit. Not one, not three gods, but one God: Father, Son, Spirit. No one has seen God at any time, but the only begotten God, that is Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son, the eternal Son of God, always the Son of God from eternity, fully God. <clears throat> who is in the bosom of the Father, He explains the unseen God. So the clearest understanding of who God is, though we have many great things that come from the Old Testament, and we've spent time in this church together looking at the how great is our God and the great attributes of God and His character, and we praise God for all that the prophets have taught us, beginning with Moses and going forward. But no one clarifies who God is more clearly than Jesus Christ the son of God the one who has descended from heaven and that's why he came on the earth to do his work now we come to John chapter 5 and i don't have time today to uh, take you pick you up on some of the things that happen uh, at the end of 3 and 4 i'll try to do that next week but now we We'll spend the next two weeks on John chapter 5 because there are three other truly, truly statements given here. I'm only going to pick one today because of the importance of this chapter for all of us so that we might understand who Jesus Christ is. Let me read it for you and I'll begin reading in verse number 16. For this reason the Jews were persecuting Jesus. Because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. And what did he do? We'll see in just a moment. I'll read it. He said to a man 38 years who had been laying by a pool paralyzed to get up and take up his mat and walk. And he did immediately. Well, because of this miracle that he did on the Sabbath day, verse 16, the Jews were persecuting Jesus. But he answered them, this is a very important statement, verse 17. My father is working until now. And I myself am working. And then we have this highlighting again of the, of the hatred of the Jews for what the Lord Jesus is saying. Notice, not just doing what He's saying. His words inflamed them with anger to the point of killing Him. Wanting to kill Him. For this reason, therefore, the Jews were seeking all the more to kill Him because... He not only was breaking the Sabbath, verse 18, but also was calling God His own Father, making Himself equal with God. So boys and girls, as I mentioned to you before, here's the most important. So what will Pastor Mike try to speak around today? Well, it's the focal truth today. This is the focus of my comments today. There are many things we could look at from God's Word, but I'm focusing on this one truth today. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is equal to God. He is God in the flesh. He has come as God in the flesh. So the Lord Jesus, this one who has descended, who is God descended to this earth, now speaks with sinful man to try to explain an unseen God that they cannot understand. But He has the authority to do it because He is God in flesh. This is the astounding truth of the Lord Jesus Christ being incarnated, coming to this world and being made flesh. Fully God in flesh and fully man in His flesh. So we read this story as we go along. We must read it or these words won't make as much sense to us. John 5, 1. After these things, that is when in chapter 4, the Lord Jesus had healed a nobleman's son. He simply said to him, Go your way, your son is healed. He saw the faith of this man and he said, Go your way, your son is healed. And so after, and he was healed. Uh, Just by the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. After these things, there was a feast uh, of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having four porticos. In these lay a multitude of those who were sick, blind, lame, withered. Please notice their condition. Sick, blind, lame, withered. What a sad place the pool of Bethesda was. What a pitiful place. Filled with sick and blind and lame and withered, helpless, sick people. Waiting for the moving of waters waiting for the moving of waters. For an angel of the Lord went down at certain seasons into the pool and stirred up the water. Whoever then first after the stirring up of the water stepped in was made well, whatever disease with which he was afflicted. Please notice verse 5. A man was there who had been ill for 38 years. That's longer than many of you have been alive in this room. He'd been sick for 38 years. Verse 6, how sweet it is when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been a long time in that condition. He said, do you wish to get well? What wonderful words of grace come from our Lord. To those who are, wicked, who, who are in their immobilized sickness, He says, do you want to get well? Maybe that's what the Lord's asking you today. Do you want to get well? Well, the sick man said, Sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water stirred up. I while I'm coming, another steps down before me, and Jesus said, Get up. Now I'm reading this as, as emphatically as it is written. I, I, I can't get there that the, the water get up, pick up your pallet and walk. Immediately. The man became well and picked up his pallet and began to walk. That's the power of God. Now it was on the Sabbath on that day. So the Jews were saying uh, to the man. They were very worried about what he was doing on the Sabbath. They didn't care he was miraculously healed after 38 years. They didn't care. Wait a minute. It's the Sabbath. You can't carry that pallet around. What what are you doing? You're breaking our man-made rules. Not a lot of mercy there, is there? He answered, He who made me well was the one who said to me, Pick up your pallet and walk. Uh, They asked him, "Who, Who is the man who said this to you? Pick up your pallet and walk. Notice third time it's been said. Pick up your pallet and walk. Pick up your pallet and walk. Pick up your pallet and walk. <clears throat> but the man who was healed did not know who, who it was. For Jesus had slipped away while there was a crowd. And that place was a busy place. It's the Sheep Gate. Go out and Google it. Look at it online. You can see it is right there by the temple. It's the Pool of Bethesda. And it's the Sheep Gate going into busy. It's the festival. It's the festival of the Jews. It's a busy time. There's people everywhere. <clears throat> Afterward, Jesus found the man in the temple, 14, and said, Behold, you have become well. Do not sin anymore, so that nothing worse happens to you. The man went away and told the Jews that it was Jesus who had made him well. For this reason, the Jews were persecuting him, because he was doing these things on the Sabbath. And what does the Lord say? What does the Lord answer him? Well, he begins, My Father is working until now, and I myself am working. So then he goes on to say, verse 19, Therefore, truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, these things the Son also does in, the, in like manner. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all things and he, him, that he himself is doing. And the Father will show him greater works than these so that you will marvel. Just as the Father raises the dead and gives... Them life Even so, the Son also gives life to whom He wishes. For not even the Father judges anyone, but He has given all judgment to the Son, so that all will honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father. And then we'll look at these other truly, trulys next week. Truly, truly, I say to you, He who hears My Word and believes Him who sent Me, has eternal life, and does not come into judgment, but has passed out of death into life. Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming, and now is, when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God, and those who hear will live. Heavenly Father, may You bless the reading of Your Word, and may the Holy Spirit of God be our teacher now. In Jesus' name I pray, Amen. So, we come back to this. There are ten statements... Uh, that the Lord Jesus Christ declares to these Jewish people who were trying to kill him, that demonstrate, he now testifies, are you listening to me, of his, of the fact that he is the Son of God. Ten, ten statements, I'm going to go through all ten of them, just line by line with you as we have our Bibles open here. This is very important for you to hear the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. You don't need commentary from a preacher. You need to hear the words of the Lord Jesus Christ about Himself. Oh, when I praise Him as Lord of all, when I I confess Him as Lord, when when I recognize that Jesus Christ is the glorious Son of God, eternally begotten of God, that He has come to this world, that He has died for my sins according to the Scripture, been buried and raised from the dead according to the Scriptures on the third day, has ascended to heaven again and will come again, you must understand who it is that you call your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And for those who are here, you may think of Him as a good man, a teacher, perhaps something else. But what a danger it is for you to live your life thinking that Jesus Christ is less than God. So you see, our focus today is on the fact of what Jesus said about Himself. The Lord Jesus now takes the time to speak to these and He says, My Father is working. They're very worried because He healed this man on the Sabbath. He did the work of God in his life. The work of God was done in this man's life. Immediately, the man became well. That's the work of God. And it was done on the Sabbath because the work of God goes on every day. Regardless of of the day of the week. So we have here four observations from our Lord. Number one, He declares that He is as great as God. And we'll speak about that for just a moment. Number two, He declares that He is as powerful as God. Number three, He declares that He has the same authority as God. Now remember, He's here as God in flesh. He's standing in front of these Jewish leaders. He's declaring to them these truths, but He's standing there as a man. And finally, He declares to us, as I want to wrap up, and I want to try to get to this point because it's very important for you to hear it and all of you listening to us, may the Lord bless you. We miss you. Uh, We thank God for you. Please come and be with us when you feel comfortable, but we do miss you, but we're glad you're with us. Jesus Christ must be honored as God. So let's go through it together. Let's just walk through what the Lord says, beginning in verse 19 through verse 23. You can follow me line by line as we go along. First, He has declared in verse number 17, the Father is working and I am working. This is the work of God in the world. It goes on today. There are some who don't believe God's doing anything in the world today. Oh, how silly that is. You see, unless you're born again, you can't see the work of the kingdom of God. You'll never see what God is doing. And I ask you, my Christian friends, as I have asked you since we got back in this place, from all of the the plague and pandemic and all the rest, have you seen the hand of God at work in the world? Because God is working His purposes even in these days. Your news commentator is not going to help you with that. Only the Lord Jesus will help you with that. You must listen to what He has to say. It must become a priority in your life to listen to the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you call Him Savior and Lord. His words matter more than anybody's words matter. And what I choose to do with my life is based upon whether I will do what He says. Truly, I say to you, first phrase, The Son of Man can do nothing of Himself. You see, He doesn't have His own agenda. He's not a separate God than God. He is God in flesh. And from eternity, the begotten Son of God and the majesty of the Trinity is beyond our imagination because it is beyond time. We try to understand the, the triune God, our God, one God, Father, Son, and Spirit, from time. And we cannot understand the pieces. That is the glorious nature of our triune God, Father, Son, and Spirit, this One who descends to us from heaven, from God are the very words that the Lord uses. He declares now His glorious nature and says, I am working just like the unseen God is working. My Father, my Father, the relationship is deep and intimate. My Father is working until now and I myself am working. He cannot do anything but what God does because He is God. Second phrase, please notice there in verse number 19, unless it is something he sees the father doing the intimacy of his relationship with God, because he is God, he sees what it is that needs to be done. He sees what God is doing and he does the same. That's why I took you to John 1:18. the only begotten God in the bosom of the father. He is the one who explains God. John three eleven. Truly, truly, I say to you, we speak what we know and testify of what we've seen. There is this majesty and glory about the Lord Jesus coming and speaking to us about things that are spiritually seen and known. He cannot do anything but what God says. He sees the unseen work of God. He, his third phrase. He says, For whatever the Father does, these things the Son does in like manner. He does exactly what God does because He is God. Think about this, my friend. The Lord Jesus is at work in the affairs of daily life. God is at work in the affairs of daily life. He works in creation of the world. He is, as we saw many months ago as we studied the book of Colossians together, <clears throat> the glory of the Lord Jesus is that He created all things. And by Him all things are created and nothing was Nothing that He is was not created by Him. They were created by Him and through Him and to Him to the glory of God. He is the Creator of all things. He is the one who shows mercy on those who are in pitiful conditions just like this. And some of us here today are completely uh, completely at a loss for what to do. We're, we're immobilized by our fear. We're immobilized by our pains and our struggles and our depressions. And our difficulties, just like these sad people laying at the pool of Bethesda, but the Lord Jesus Christ comes to you and says, do you want to get well? And if you say yes, He says, get up. Get up from your misery. Get up from your sinfulness. Get up from your your plaguing your mind with all of this torturous uh, things about your past and your guilt. Give it all to me. Get up and walk. Get up and live. You see, this is what he does. He does the work of God. He saves sinners. He loves the world. He reconciles us to himself. God is in Christ reconciling the world to himself. This is Paul's great truth in 2 Corinthians 5. It is the work of God that goes on every day. And it's going on today. The greatest work of God in the world is to save sinners from their sin. So that they might be his people. He goes on and says... He is loved by God. What a wonderful, intimate thing we see. For the Father loves the Son. You see, in His earthly ministry, He is the beloved of God. He is the beloved of God. He says that on t- God the Father speaks audibly into this world. They all thought it was thunder who heard it. But He spoke audibly when the Lord Jesus was baptized by John the Baptist. This is my beloved Son. This is my beloved Son. The one and only. The only Son of God. This is My son, in whom I am well pleased, God is pleased completely in the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord who has come into this world. And then on the Mount of Transfiguration, many of you know the story in here, not all, but there when the Lord Jesus took his three disciples and they stood there and saw him transformed before their eyes in such brilliant whiteness, they were overwhelmed And those great saints from the Old Testament gathered and spoke with Jesus Christ about His soon death. They were awed and amazed. And then the voice comes from heaven. The unseen God says, This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. But oh, please remember to hear this. There are three words added on the Mount of Transfiguration. This is my beloved Son. He's loved by the Father. Listen to Him. What do I say to this church today? What do I say to all of you who hear my voice wherever you are? Listen to the words of Jesus Christ. They are words of life. They are words that bring hope. They are words that will deliver your sinful soul from hell. They are words that will give you joy and victory and peace when the world is falling apart. Listen to Him. That is why I have my hammer and nail out. And I am speaking to you week by week through the Gospel of John, truths that last. I believe the church of the Lord Jesus Christ and this church must be reminded, listen to the Lord Jesus. That's what's important in your life. He is loved by God, but He also goes on to say, "My Father loves the, son, uh, the Father loves the Son and shows Him all things that He is doing. You see, God reveals all things to Him. He knows all things. Because He is God and they have been revealed to Him in His flesh. Then the Lord Jesus goes on and talks about His power and He goes to another statement. Jesus is not only as great as God, as He's described here, but He is also as powerful as God. So He continues, He says, in verse number 20, "...the Father loves the Son and He shows Him all things that He is doing." And the Father will show him greater works than these, so that you will marvel. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so, he brings himself into equality with God, the Son also gives life to whom he chooses. Oh, the giving of life from the Lord Jesus Christ. Get up. Get up. Pick up your pallet and walk. You believe this man? gained a new life? Yes, He did. He'd been laying there miserable for 38 long years. But now, based on the power of God through the Lord Jesus Christ's words, He heard them and He got up and He had life. Jesus raises the dead to life. If you're here today and you're born again, you've been dead in your sin in the past just like me. Miserable. Oh, the masses of people in our world. You see, this is what the church... Ma- What do we see? What do we see? What did the Lord try to say to His dear disciples who were more worried about who was bringing Him food? In John chapter 4, when He spoke with the Samaritan woman, and here came the crowds of these these, uh, hated Samaritans coming because of the testimony of this dear woman who spoke with Jesus Christ. And He says, lift up your eyes. The field's white. Does the church see anything? today while we spend our time worrying why people who are lost in their sins have such perversion in their minds and wickedness and ungodliness and we don't like it and it really bothers us but are you do you not understand my friend that lost people only know how to be lost they only know how to be unsaved they only know how to live in their darkness and wickedness until some of us come and share the light of the gospel of Jesus Christ Instead of beating down on the sinner who cannot help himself because of his deadness and sin, tell them about the Lord Jesus. A few years ago, in this church, Pat and I, with some of our couples here, in a particular place, uh, went on a little venture. We decided to, and we went to one of our people's homes, and for eight weeks, we did it only for eight weeks, Uh, we decided to invite all the neighbors that would come. And uh, we we invited them to come and do this. Read the Bible with us. No preaching. No teaching. Just read the Bible together. And some of those people are still in our church today. and, and In fact, all of them are. And I remember those days fondly as they came. And I've done this many times in my life. And I'm spending this moment on this personal thing because some of you could do this. Some of you could do this. We took the Gospel of John and we just started reading it. Oh, what an interesting day it was when we read, You Must Be Born Again. Well, we're living right here in Dixon County. This was right on the Dixon County line. I don't know if there's any truth outside the Dixon County line, but it's right on the line where they live. And all of a sudden, people were shocked. They didn't know what that meant in 2020. Maybe it was 2019. We read the Word of God. We let the Lord Jesus' words speak for themselves. And we prayed and we guided them and let them think about that. Maybe some of your neighborhood friends need to just sit down and read the Bible with you. Just read the Gospel of John with your friend. Maybe you can do it with just one friend. I encourage you to do it. You see, these words give us life. The Lord Jesus says to us here, The Son raises the dead. He gives life just like the Father. In Him was life and the life was the light of men. John chapter 1. We saw it at the very beginning of this gospel. The Lord Jesus says to the churches in the book of Revelation chapter 1 verse 18, I am the living one. The Lord Jesus Christ is fully alive today. I am the living one and I was dead and I'm alive forevermore. And I have the keys of death and hell. The Lord Jesus says in this very gospel, we'll get to it. I am the bread of life. The Lord Jesus Christ says in this gospel, I am the water of life. The Lord Jesus says in this very gospel, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You see, the Lord Jesus is testifying here to these Jewish people who oppose Him, who hate Him, who want to kill Him. I am equal with God. I have the same power of God, it's just been demonstrated to you. I have the same authority of God. Notice he goes on, verse 22, For not even the Father judges anyone, but He has given, please notice this, all judgment to the Son. Everyone who hears my voice today, including the speaker, will one day stand before the Lord Jesus Christ as either Savior or Judge. You won't get out of it. You won't get away from it. You won't be excused from it. On the other side of your death and eternity, you will stand before the One who is appointed Judge of all and all the generations that have ever lived on this planet from the beginning of Adam all the way through until the time of the judgment. We'll stand before God. There will be a judgment seat of Christ. For God's people, if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, what you do matters. What you say matters. And it is all recorded, not because you'll lose your salvation, but because you'll give account of the way you sought to live and glorify God in the days of your life. You ought to take it serious because you will one day meet the one who has given all judgment. What did Peter say about the church when he was talking in 1 Peter about the su- sufferings and struggles of the church? Judgment must begin first at the house of God. But oh, the sadness of the great white throne judgment when heaven and earth flee away because of the awesomeness of the judgment that's coming. And the dead lost from every generation are resurrected and stand and the books are open. No, your name's not here in the book of life. And they are thrown into eternal hell with the devil. The Lord Jesus said in Matthew 25, 31 to 34, But when the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, then He will sit on His glorious throne and all the nations will be gathered before Him and He will separate them from one another as a sheep from the goats. So the Lord goes on to say, because of that awesome statement, because of this equality He has with God, verse 23, follow me now, so that all will honor the Son even as they honor the Father. When you have all authority, when you have the same power, and when you are completely doing everything that God is doing, you are God and because of that you're to be honored as God. But you know the way we honor the Lord Jesus starts with the way we how serious we take his words. And I'm again coming back to you and I appeal to you to think about this. How often do you linger on the words of the Lord Jesus Christ? I learned a practice from a man when I was in college and I've always I still do it. He put statements from the Lord Jesus on his mirror where he got ready in the morning. It reminded him of the words of the Lord. Well, now we have phones. Now we have ways you can do it. Put it on your phone. Let the words of the Lord Jesus come up about 10 o'clock in the morning, about 2 in the afternoon, about 5 in the evening, and just before you lay down to bed. Same words. Listen to the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is to be honored he is to be honored and those... Notice what he says. So all who honor the Son are to honor Him as they honor as the Father is honored. And who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent Him. You see, worshiping God is worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ. Glorifying, honoring Him who is our Lord and our Savior, our Sovereign, our King. He is all to us. He is our beloved. We are in the... But we are children of God because of Him... John says, uh, one statement in his, gospel, in, his apost- in his letter, excuse me, the Apostle John, says, whoever denies the Son does not have the Father. So your opinion about the Lord Jesus Christ matters. I remember a person saying to me one time, he was, <clears throat> I was in the church and we'd been spending a lot of time talking about the Lord Jesus Christ and th- this person was a knowledgeable person, but he was concerned that there were other things that, I should be preaching about. And, and I appreciate all the advice on preaching. The, the only thing would be, I would appreciate it from people who've preached. But that's okay. I, I'll receive it. His thing was to me, he was very concerned. He said, uh, he said, Brother Mike, he said, maybe we need to move on from talking about Jesus to some other things. What? Did, what did you just say? I don't want to disappoint you all. But I will never stop talking about Jesus. Amen. There's other places to go. <laughs> but I'm not here to entertain you. And I'm not a very good entertainer anyway. Do you honor the Lord Jesus Christ with the way you live? If you say he is Lord, do you forgive your enemies? Do you? Do you pray for those who have abused and persecuted you? The world is saying everything is done to me. Everything's been done. to. It's somebody else's fault. It's God's fault. Do you pray for those who have done great harm to you? I'm not saying the harm wasn't real. The Lord Jesus said, pray for your enemies and bless those who persecute you, cuss you and treat you like a dog. Now that's my own paraphrase. Do you honor the Lord Jesus when He says, if anyone wants to come after me, you want to be a follower of Jesus? Number one, deny yourself. You're out. You're out. Take up your cross, die every day to your old flesh because it'll come up. Take up your cross and follow me. And you'll have life. He who Loses his life for my sake, shall find it. These are the words that last. These are the words that take you through the times and troubles of life. These are the words that remind us that the one who is speaking to us from the Word of God today, and we hear his words because of our dear, dear, blessed spiritual father, the Apostle John, as the Holy Spirit brought these things back to his mind, think about the Think about the amazing transmission of that, that the Holy Spirit brought these words back so that we can hear them in 2021 and that we can believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I ask you today, are you honoring the Lord Jesus Christ with the way you live and the way you act? If you say you're a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, honor Him and live like Him in this wicked, godless world. So what do we remember today? Number one, Jesus Christ is the Son of God, equal with God. Now don't shut down on me. He is the unchangeable one. Eternally begotten from the Father. Now come in history. Died for us as we've spent so many months talking about His finished work. The power of God is shown through the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And one day, all the saved and the lost of every generation will stand before the Lord Jesus Christ as final judge. Honor the Lord Jesus Christ, He is Lord of all. If If you confess Jesus Christ as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Believing that Jesus Christ is Lord means honoring Him with your life. You now do what He wants you to do, not what you want to do. And dishonoring the Lord Jesus Christ is dishonoring God. And dishonoring the Lord Jesus Christ unless you're a a Christian in carnality, may reveal your lostness. So we believe in the Lord Jesus Christ to be saved, and then we glorify God and honor Him and worship Him and praise His name. He alone is worthy of our praise. He is the one worthy as the Lamb who was slain to receive all that we have worthy is the lamb. Our focus is upon the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we don't, we talk more about the Lord Jesus than less. And by the way, when you talk about the Lord Jesus, as I say to you week by week, some people will get offended. But you kindly, gently, lovingly say, how can I say anything bad about the one who has saved me? Submit to His authority, my friend. Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of Himself unless it is something He sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, these things the Son also does in like manner. The old hymn today, I was thinking about it this week, Do You Know Jesus, Our Savior? Jesus, the Son of God. Do You Know Jesus, Our Savior? Jesus, the Son of God. Have you ever seen Him or shared of His favor? Jesus, the Son of God. Oh, sweet wonder. Oh, sweet wonder. Jesus, the Son of God. How I adore Thee. Oh, how I love Thee. Jesus, the Son of God. Someone asked me not long ago after one of our dedications out in the hall, was saying, you know, isn't it sad? I mean, isn't it going to be hard, Pastor Mike, for all these parents with all of these little children in the days in which they'll grow up? I thought to myself, how do I answer this? And I wanted to be right about my answer. So I say to you what I said to them. I don't worry about those being born into the world. Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, and today, and forever. Glory be to the Lord Jesus Christ.